building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Good morning and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's topic is one of my favorites. I feel like I say that a lot, but I really love talking about everything on this podcast. But today we're talking about LinkedIn, which you all know I love my favorite social platform. And today's guest is Tazlim Imad Fateh, and I'm so pumped to talk to him. He calls himself the Robin Hood of LinkedIn. He's made himself into a character, which I think is super cool. Um, He says that it helps you grow a presence and it helps people remember who you are. So something to think about as you're listening to this podcast. But we talk about how he got started analyzing all of the creators that he did when he started on LinkedIn, who he studied and how to learn how to go viral, where his tagline came from, and we break down some of his best practices, which are not the typical things that you hear on LinkedIn. They're a little bit different. So I encourage you to tune in. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you joining me. And I know that we have, we've chatted on LinkedIn, but we've never actually talked live like this. So I appreciate your time. And I was thinking about opening this up and thinking about how I got to know you. To me, you just kind of like came out of nowhere. Like I opened my LinkedIn feed one day, how many, how many years into, you know, building my brand. And here's this guy who is calling himself the Robin Hood of LinkedIn and giving away all all of the secrets, which I love. Tell me, how did you decide to do this? How did you decide on LinkedIn as a platform and what your kind of strategy was going to be? Okay, so first of all, I I, uh, very methodically appeared in your comments because you were in one of my hit list. Like I said, there's a few people I wanted to learn from, I wanted to follow. And so because you were there, I would make an effort to go in and comment and not just comment in a way where it wouldn't be noticed, but sort of comment where it, you, you'd read it and you'd be like, uh, okay, like even if you don't cognitively think it, you would remember it because it would um, incite some kind of emotion or response. But apart from that, I was in a nine to five and um, I quit that and started a bubble tea business. This is the very high level, fast forward story. I started a bubble tea business in the middle of COVID, that wasn't really the best thing to do since it was COVID. It's not the best time to open up a retail business. Learned that pretty quickly. Decided to find out that you would be better at business if you use your own natural ability, whatever that may be. And so I was sitting there trying to discover what is it that I like doing that I would do no matter what, like if I got paid or not. Um, And it turned out that it would be some form of social media. And so then I decided on LinkedIn. And the reason I decided on LinkedIn was because, A, I was already posting on LinkedIn because I thought from my corporate days when I joined it, I thought there's still a lot of space here to grow. Uh, And B, I I mean, I'll just be honest, LinkedIn is the easiest social media on LinkedIn. on the streets. So if basically you want to start right now with TikTok or YouTube or um, 
I mean, Facebook is, I don't, I don't even want to talk about Facebook, but if you want to start off with any of those more mature um, um, platforms, you'll basically have to do a lot more of the legwork. And those are serious areas to contend in because there's now multi-million dollar funded production houses that create content in those spaces, which is the natural evolution of what will happen to any platform where there's a lot of content. So LinkedIn is still a baby um, in terms of content production. You can have a voice um, at a much lower cost. And I don't mean by cost, I don't mean dollars. It could be cost and effort time or whatever, which turned out that I was right uh, in that estimation. So I sat down and I basically started analyzing all these creators. And I had the worst case of imposter syndrome in the sense that I didn't want to come off and say, hey, look, I'm not an expert because I wasn't like I didn't. Oh, no one's born knowing how to sell on LinkedIn and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, what, what I can do here is I can do an honest approach and I can make videos analyzing how other people are doing it. Um, and, and this is actually, my friend told me to do this because I would sit and analyze for hours and I would literally tell him, oh, look, there is a ding in this video because of X, Y, Z, or someone put this line because they want me to feel like this. And and so he got so sick of it. He's like, look, babe, why don't you just go and do it and tell the people who care about it? Like, I don't care. I need to go to my job. Um, and I was like, okay, all right, I'll do that. And so I started doing that. Um, and, yeah. And I made videos breaking down viral posts, just analyzing, you know, what I thought could have made it viral. And um, I think by the fourth or fifth video, I had my own first viral post because once you once you genuinely try to break down something or understand it or comprehend it, mostly you can. And so that's what happened with me. And then I found a, um, I found ways to repeat it. Um, I told myself, look, I went, I've gone viral. This is amazing. The first time you get that dopamine hit. And then I basically did it again the next Tuesday. And then I made a promise to myself I could do it every Tuesday. I needed to add a few more elements to the post than just the post that I was doing at that time, which were by like relatively, if anyone's listening, I would get about a hundred likes on a post. And so when I went viral, it got 3000. And so I was like, okay, this is 30 times better. Um, it wasn't, but yeah. uh, <laughs> that's right. That's how, that's how your brain feels. I made a video one day. Um, I didn't post it, but I show it to people who are looking to hire me is, um, I made a video saying, look, it's 3.30 p.m. right now, and I've written this post. I know so much about how to go viral that I could do it anytime I want, and this post today is going to go viral as well. And so I posted it, and you got like 7,500 likes. So, um, yeah, basically that. And, uh, I mean, after that, I <laughs> kind of... Uh, wrecked my own brain with the dopamine and, and I'm sort of find a more sustainable way now, um, apart from other things. But yeah, that's the short story. <laughs> I know how that goes. When I started, gosh, I mean, I didn't analyze anything. I was like, oh, cool. Let's start telling stories on video. And there just wasn't anyone really doing it. And within the first couple of posts, I had 100,000 views and a bunch of responses. And I was like, oh, oh, is it that easy? So it's like, I, it, it wasn't, it's not difficult now as much as other platforms, but um, it definitely wasn't difficult then because there were only like, there were less than 50 people posting videos on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. I know, I know. How did you decide who 
to study. And because it must have been a lot of people did it in very different ways. And I think when you were starting, there weren't as many people like prescribing a formula, right, as there are now. Yeah. So I sometimes think I'm a bit to blame to that. I don't know if I'm being egotistical or not, but I don't I, I don't think so. I think there's other people, too. But um, I am for sure to blame for a lot of selfies on LinkedIn. That is a bit of my fault. I, I'll take the blame for that. How I discovered people to study. So I had a very simple metric. I had a, I'm not going to bullshit anyone metric. And for me, the the way to find um, successful creators was to basically just look at their engagement and reach. And a lot of people say, I know that's not what matters, but that's where it begins. So if you want to learn something, you have to learn how to reach audiences before you learn how to optimize your messaging or, or perfect your funnel and stuff like that. So you best know how to do that. I picked up basically anyone that had really good um, engagement and reach, but not, but weren't obviously in a pod. So that was the basic criteria at the start. I mean, I did like a few people because of their style as well. There's there's Jonathan Palmer, there's Luke Matthews. These I like these guys because of their style. Um, and then there's a lot of people that did some things that were new. There was this friend of mine. Her name is Victoria, and she started doing this thing called Social Saturday. And so I was studying that as well. Um, but yeah, basically anyone that's doing anything new and had engagement is uh, someone I would study. I have never called myself an expert anywhere. You would never hear Taz say I'm a LinkedIn expert or I'm a social selling expert, any of that. I'm not. I am and will always be a student. And unless I have like 50 million followers, then I'll just be like, well, fuck it. And I'm like, I'm an expert at everything. What do you want to know? Uh, no, just kidding. If you want to talk about any topic, I will form an opinion and I'll go back and forth with you. But that doesn't make you an expert by any means. Exactly. Yeah. And you only realize that when you talk to an actual expert. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned before your tagline is the Robin Hood of LinkedIn. Take from the yep. rich and give to the poor is what Robin Hood does. And you're giving to people yep. for free. And I just saw that you have, what, over 5,000 people signed up for your free course. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I've got 8,000 now. I have not done a single post posting it to promote it. I get like, I, I go up there and I see and there's people like, I haven't posted in like two months. And there's people there that, that I think I get like still 20, 30 people sign every day. I don't know where these people come from. I have no idea. It's like some sort of a black magic. But um, those are all warm leads. So I don't have to technically post apart from pure passion now. How did you come to call yourself the Robin Hood of yeah. LinkedIn? Sorry. Yeah. So, so um, it's very easy to make LinkedIn into a bit of a grift. Um, and the people don't talk about it because, you know, there's big boys that are doing it. And so it's hard to speak up against big boys. I don't have any of those problems because I live in nowhere in like Australia. I have no, like, I don't really care if a lot of Americans are pissed at me. So I'll say how it is. There is a bit of a problem on LinkedIn where people are rich, telling people how to become rich to buy a product that has made them rich. Do you see the circle logic? Now, that is the definition of a scam. So what I do, I, do, I understand that there's a lot of people that are doing that. And, um, what that would naturally mean is that when there's a lot of anything, there's also a lot of against that thing as well. 
because the world tends to balance itself out is how it works. And so if there's a lot of scamming going on, there'll be a lot of people that are looking for someone who would want, who would be doing the opposite of that. And so that's how I was thinking. That is the basic observational layer. On top of that is a strategic layer where I knew intuitively because I had studied some YouTube creators as well. I mean, Mr. Beast, his name is not Mr. Beast. His name is Jimmy Donaldson, you know? No one knows him as Jimmy Donaldson. I mean, a lot of people do now, but still. <laughs> Transforming yourself into a character is the best thing you can do if you want to actually gain influence is because characters are easily understood and they're a package all in all that you're getting. So if you were to hear, oh, this is Tasleem Ahmed Fateh from, you know, Sydney, and this is his story, blah, 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 you are not going to remember that because it's not packaged for you. So for optimizing delivery, I packaged it into a character, which was, by the way, suggested by one of my followers. Um, and she said, well, you should really call yourself the link, the Robin Hood of LinkedIn because you're doing all of this. And like, you know, you're telling us this stuff for free. You're not charging us. And I was like, okay. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't call myself Robin Hood. Someone else called me. I just picked it up because of the strategic reasons that I told you. And I mean, you mentioning it is proof of it working because once I packaged myself into a character, again, you can change characters as well. But once I did that, it was just so much more easier to remember. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's why it happened. Tell me about your LinkedIn best practices. When I was thinking about who I wanted to have come on this social series and talk about LinkedIn, you know, there's a ton of people that could talk about how they've gone about growing, but you're so fascinating because you have studied so many different people and you really seem to have cracked the code, whatever the code is. So give me your, the short version of your best practices. The one that I always tell everyone is to give more than you take. Um, and, and conveniently, you end up taking more because people just love giving back, which is a surprise. But once you actually do give, people give back as well. So the first is give more than you take and you'll be surprised. The second is have a spine because not a lot of people do. This is, again, this is why I was intrigued by what you were saying as well, because it showed some sort of a spine. It showed that, look, I stand for this. I did this. You know, this is my experience. So second is have a spine. And third is don't worry about what others think. So these are like the three things that form the basis of the core of anything I would do. And there's 500 million strategies and stuff like that. Sign up for your course if they want to, right? Because I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's free. Like you ain't going to, I haven't even sent a single email to these people, which is by the way, a bit absurd because like there's 8,000 people I could have added to my list, but um it's just because I actually and genuinely wanted to do something where, look, I'm sorry that you guys have been sold so many courses for $150 that don't tell you anything. Um, I tell you, you know, get your wife to react to your posts and that will help you. So I was like, well, you know, maybe what you should do is see someone who would give you something for free, which would be of value. And so many people appreciate it. I think I got like 500 posts, um, people making a post about that course. One more question. Well, I guess two more questions. One is you said that one of your key best practices is not caring what people think. That's the hardest thing to learn. That's that's the biggest predictor of success, you know, and it's so hard to learn. But I was super lucky that I had parents who 
really helped me with my self-esteem as a kid. And so now I feel like, oh, I can do whatever the hell I want to. And uh, I know it can be a good or bad thing, but if you harness it properly, it's the biggest gift anyone could ever get. So we've talked about a ton today, and I feel like you have more to share. We could probably go all day. But if there was one takeaway that listeners should walk away with from this episode, one most important nugget, what is it? I'll try to come up with a nugget that I've been thinking about as well, and that's from following you and also uh, because this is not mainly a, a podcast about LinkedIn. It's a podcast about entrepreneurship is that there's a lot of talk now about trying to mollycoddle business. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but there's a lot of people who, uh, and there's a lot of parties and, you know, a big voice about trying to make business into a soft sponge cake. Uh, And uh, (laughs) even though that sounds great, and who wouldn't like that? Because who wouldn't like the most valuable thing economically speaking, to be soft and easy to get. The reality is that it's not. And anyone that will try to fight against the fabric of reality will find that it's not really that easy to do so. And so (laughs) this is basically something I've learned throughout as well, is if you want to be better at business, become better at competing with yourself. And so, and not other people, yourself, because that's the benchmark. But don't expect it to be easy. Don't expect it to be, you know, something that will just fall into your lap. Don't think you could do it with a $150 course. It's not possible. Put in the work. It's that simple. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode about LinkedIn with Taslim. If you got value, if you know someone who is working on growing their personal brand on LinkedIn or even growing a business because growing a personal brand on LinkedIn is a great strategy, please share it with them and help us grow this podcast. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.